Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday. It's the Players' Day off. But the coaches are deep in the bowels of Lambeau Field, drawing up plans and going through machinations to try to have a better outcome on Sunday evening when the Packers take on the Bears in their home opener. Uh, much better than hopefully they had in the opener, season opener in Minnesota. Hope you're all doing well wherever you are. Packers fans worldwide, you're the reason we do what we do. Uh, speaking of why we do what we do, we want to meet you fine folks. Starting on Sunday, every home game, either Corey or myself, this week it will be Corey, but either Corey or myself will be at the Plaza Pit Stop at the Rush Plaza. That's right. It's free admission. It's open to the public. Make sure you are there three hours before kickoff. Be in the heart of game day atmosphere with free admission at the Plaza Pit Stop across from Lambeau Field outside of the Rush Expo. Open three and a half hours before kickoff. There's music with beer, Bloody Marys, water, and soda available to purchase. Game days at the Plaza Pit Stop. Our friends from iHeart97.3 The Game will be on site doing live radio broadcasts. And you can meet either Corey or myself. And can get some Carry the G. That's right. Carry the G will be there to purchase. If you are a Patreon member or a Carry the G member, and you can prove it, just bring your phone and show us either your Patreon membership or your Carry the G membership on your phone. And Corey will buy you your very own can of Carry the G. I happen to have some right here. And I got to tell you, it's pretty fantastic. Carry the G with us every home game. Three hours before kickoff, Corey or myself will be at the Plaza Pit Stop right there at the rest center. Do it, people. You know you want to. You want to carry the G. And by, by the way, speaking of carry the G, be on the lookout tomorrow on the website. We will have a list of all the stores that it will be available in initially in the Green Bay and Appleton area. That's right. It'll be available in Appleton this week. So if you're in that area, be on the lookout. Bunch of stores are going to be carrying it. We're very excited. Obviously, I know. We, uh, we keep talking about it because we're really proud of it, and we hope you guys will uh, buy, consume it, and love it just as much as we do. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Good to see everybody. Look, Dennis is here, of course. Gary's here, naturally. Pogs is here. What's up, Pogs? Brandy, of course, is here. Even though Joe Barry is in the doghouse, I have zero doubt. Lance starts us off with a question for the ages. Thanks for the Super Chat, Lance, especially for asking thoughts. Lance, I have so many thoughts, thoughts that pervade my very soul when it comes to the green and gold and it comes to their game planning, their direction, what they want to accomplish each and every down, down in and down out. Too many thoughts, too many thoughts rattling around in my brain. Eddie, thanks for the super chat. On to the Bears, scoring 30. That's the message. I like where your head's at. I will say, though, that Bears defense looks uh, pesky. Looks very pesky. Now, I know they're going up against a team that was challenged by the elements and a young quarterback making, you know, his first official kind of start of the year as far as being the number one starter. Uh, and they they looked the part, that Bears defense. So I don't think it's going to be any easy task here. Uh, the, the Packers are going to have their work cut out for them. And I do expect a better performance from the green and gold. But it's not like the Bears are just going to roll over. Uh, speaking of the Bears, if you are a Patreon member, make sure you check out my chat with Big Cat, number one Bears fan that he is. Uh, always a good time talking with Dan. And we talked Bears, Packers week one. We talked about Sunday night's game. Talked a little bit about the rivalry in general. 
it was a lot of fun. I hope you'll check it out. Uh, look at all these fine folks. We got people up on Twitch in here. What's going on? Jadic, Jadic44? Twitch handles are always the uh, hardest to pronounce. No doubt about it. 42-0 at halftime like it's 2014. All right, let's let's hold up. Let's 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 roll it back a little bit, a little bit. Mm. Caleb Jones show, Newman at right guard, Nyman at right tackle. That ain't gonna happen, Trayson. Caleb Jones was brought up, you know, if you look at Tom's Tom Silverstein's Twitter, mostly because of injuries around the league, and they didn't want to lose him from another team trying to poach him. I'd be absolutely shocked if he rolls out there with the starters on Sunday night. Uh, it's more of a depth move and or uh, making sure that he stays in the fold more than anything else. He's still raw as hell, and I'd be shocked if he was anywhere near game action. But we'll see. We will see. Howdy, big talker. What's up, Jeff Ness? How you doing? Just up here doing some big talking. That's all I do, man. Mm. Week one just hurt my heart last two years. Billy, I feel you, man. It's tough stuff to swallow, especially when you spend the entirety of the offseason getting ready for it, right? You have all summer where you're just all you want is football. All you want is Packers football. And then they lay this gigantic egg. It's dispiriting. It's disheartening, to say the least. What was the secondary's problem, Danny? That would require, uh, require way more time than I have this afternoon. But I will say they just looked ill-prepared. I mean, the zone stuff, fine. You're going to play zone. I get it. Justin Jefferson's going in motion. Okay, I get that. But the just complete lack of communication, the complete busts in coverage were shocking, to say the least. Um, it was as though they forgot every rule and every kind of practice they've ever had. And I know people are going to point to, well, they didn't play in the preseason. They had plenty of reps in practice and you know joint practices with the saints where they didn't look anything like that 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 was on another level of ineptitude um and there were stretches where they looked fine they looked really good actually for a number of drives but man especially on early downs there were a couple of plays on first down where i don't know if it's because the vikings went up tempo and they just tried to call something generic and maybe that wasn't communicated and that seemed to happen a few times where after whatever play they pick up a first down, Kirk goes up, gets up to the line of scrimmage quickly, and you see, you know, the Packers trying to communicate on defense. Whatever that communication was, probably something pretty basic because they're having to hurry up and they don't have time to get a call in. And it looked like the Vikings really took advantage of that. That is certainly something they're going to have to look out for against other veteran quarterbacks. Probably not so much this week with uh, Fields coming to town. I'm not saying the Fields isn't talented because I think he is, but uh, you know when you've got a quarterback who can control things at the line of scrimmage, it can be a weapon. And I think the Packers got taken advantage of in that regard. Please, oh please, put the Bears down, no doubt. Uh, Aaron Jones game, hopefully. Man, just don't overthink it. That's all I keep coming back to. Like we spent all summer long here on Packers Daily talking about how Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon were clearly, and I'm talking clear and obvious, clearly the best skill play, skill position players that the Packers have on offense. And for whatever reason, they refused to come out and just run the offense through them. And I'm not just talking about handing the ball to them, using them in the passing game, making sure they get a ton of work, 
because they are your best players. And every time they seemingly started to run the offense through either one of them, they started to move the football. And lo and behold, they scored a touchdown. It just baffles me that even in the, like, and even after that worked, then they come back for another drive and start to make it work again. And then they try to take some play action deep shot. I just, you're, you're not that team. You are not that team. You are not that offense. Don't get outside of who you are. You have really inexperienced guys on the perimeter and playing wide receiver for you, coupled with some vets who might be able to help you, you know, move the chains from time to time. But your explosives, your big plays, they're going to come from the guys in your backfield. They're going to come from Aaron Jones, and they're going to come from A.J. Dillon. And yes, Robert Tunyon is going to chip in from time to time, no doubt about it. Sure, Randall Cobb will pick up some third downs along the way. He probably should have had one. He had one key one where Rodgers hit him on the left side there against a blitz. He probably would have had another one on the play where Hanson gets walked back into Rodgers' lap because he's breaking wide open over the middle on a crosser. Um, if Rodgers just has a second more, he undoubtedly hits him. But it's like those those plays are going to help you know move the sticks, etc. But your big plays consistently are going to come from Jones and Dillon. And yes, you're going to get stuff from Dobbs. You're going to get stuff from Watson when he catches the ball. But your best players are your running backs. You have to run through them. You have to do it. It just baffles me that they had all offseason. And they came out with whatever that plan was that we saw on Sunday. It blows my mind. Uh, Lots of super chats lining up here. Eddie, thanks for the super chat. Run the fucking ball, please. <laughs> Maybe if we add please to the shirt, they'll listen to us. Anthony, thanks for the super chat. Where does Amari fit in the offense? Nowhere on Sunday. This is what I was saying all summer. He needs opportunities, and it's going to be hard for him to get them when Randall Cobb is on the field. You know, they clearly view him as a Randall Cobb type, and they're not going to run him out there if Randall Cobb is out there. Sucks for him, but uh, that's where he lives right now. Metro, thanks for the super chat. Speaking of hurry up, why do the Packers never go up tempo outside of the two minute? Is it Rogers' compulsion to run play clock to one every down? I don't think it's so much that, although, you know, his wanting to get the information, et cetera, is part of it. But it's also because they do so much mixing and matching of personnel and then they run motion. There's a lot going on where they don't really have the ability to get to up tempo stuff mid game. Um, they used to do it, you know, when Mike was in town a little bit. Not a, they've never done a ton of it under Aaron, but you know, I do think the construct of the offense kind of makes it difficult to go hurry up when you're running different personnel in each and every down. You know, you go in two tight ends and a running back to all, you know, four wide receivers and a running back to maybe three tight ends and a back, and you know, you're running guys in and out every single play. It's tough. I mean, obviously. Would I like it if they had a package where they could just keep the same dudes on the field and go hurry up a hundred billion percent? But man, I used to ask Matt about it every summer, every summer. It got to be a joke, actually, the third year in. That's why I stopped asking. I, every camp, I'd be like, mm, you haven't really done a whole lot of work in the hurry up. And they just never did. They just never really developed it for a multitude of reasons, some being the personnel things I'm talking about, some being what you're talking about in regards to Aaron wanting to control tempo. Jeff, thanks to Super Chat. Dylan, Jones, Watkins, Tunyon, Cobb, Amari, Dobbs, 
complaints that we didn't get the ball to these all guys. How many O plays in a game? Well, Jeff, there are uh, only so many, you know, touches to go around. That is very obvious. And to your point, how many plays are there? I believe they had 61 snaps on offense on Sunday, which is ridiculously low. The problem being, of course, early on, especially, they're not converting third downs. And if you're not extending drives, then you're losing out on opportunities. Four touches and four plays, right? So, you know, a lot of this can be mitigated and, and, and you can lose a lot of the problem there if you just convert on third down, extend drives, and give guys more opportunities. But if you are going three and out or, you know, stubbing your toe on offense, penalties bringing you back or sacks putting you in, you know, get back on track situations, yeah, you're probably not going to have as many snaps and many as many opportunities to go around. Crab Cakes, what's up, man? What the hell was Hackett thinking and what's up with Runyon? No word on Runyon yet. We probably won't get anything around Runyon until tomorrow when Matt talks. Um, maybe we'll get something overnight from Rob or some one of the beat guys, but um, there's no update on Runyon yet. Uh, as far as Hackett, I have no fucking clue. I mean, you talk about first-time head coach deer in the headlights moment, maybe? I have no idea. But any kid playing Madden could have handled that situation better. I mean, that was a atrocious game management. And I like Hack. I think he's a really good football coach, but I have no idea what in the hell he was thinking there. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Rodgers needs to get the ball out quicker. He's not a spring chicken anymore. The Bears still suck. I mean, there's something to the getting the ball out quicker thing, especially when you know you've got backups at tackle, you've got a suspect guard. You do have to, you know, know that that clock in your head has to speed up. Now that said, you know, there are times where you're going to be going through your progressions and you got to expect the protection to hold up and it clearly didn't you know it's never as easy as just one thing but there are certainly instances where you would like to see him get rid of the ball no doubt about it and i think that was kind of instructive looking at the play of kirk cousins in comparison to aaron Rodgers in that game there were a number of times it's funny the packers have three of the league leaders well, i think it was top 15 leaders in pressures coming out of that game in Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, and Rashawn Gary. But Kirk Cousins did a very, very good job of getting the ball out of his hands at the last second and avoiding the sack. He knew where his outlets were, and he didn't always hit the outlet, but he knew where to get rid of it. He knew where to throw it out of bounds and get live to fight another down. He did a very good job in that regard, whereas Aaron did not do such a good job. And he's got to be better in that scenario, especially when backups are playing along the offensive line. What else we got here? What else we got? Grassi for wide receiver one. There you go. Now, now we're talking. On a positive note, I thought Enigbare looked good Sunday and Walker showed some signs of greatness. Could you see this defense becoming dominant by end of season? Spike, you know, buddy, look, all offseason we talked about, oh, could this be a top five defense? And on paper, sure, and blah, blah, blah. That all got blown up on Sunday. Man, if you're not prepared and you don't come to play, it doesn't matter how much talent you got on the field. I understand what you're saying. There were definitely green shoots. As I said earlier, there were certainly drives where you saw how this unit can work cohesively and be maybe not dominant, but a force to be reckoned with. But man, I ain't ready to say nothing about the rest of the year until I see some better performance on Sunday night against the Bears. I mean, that's a young quarterback they're facing on Sunday night. I don't want to see, I mean, this kid did a pretty decent job last year in Lambeau of extending drives using his legs and 
making things difficult on this defense. I want to see a much better performance, not only from what they faced last year, but certainly from what we saw last week. And then we can start talking about possibilities down the road. I mean, we don't even know Walker's going to play in this game. I mean, he did look very, very promising, but he's dealing with that shoulder injury. I know Matt yesterday said they're going to give him the week and hopefully he's ready to roll, but that's no sure thing. Long way to go. Long way to go there. What else we got? Let's just hope 22 follows 21 after the first week. I hear you, Danny. Why won't Matt LaFleur ever lead a Royal Gala event? Because he hates to run the ball. L-O-L. Man, that's worse than some of my dad's jokes. My dad taught like seventh grade for 25, 30 years. And my mom always used to say he fit so well because his sense of humor was in line with the seventh graders. Hey, Aaron, I'm attending my first Packers game at Buffalo this year. Is row six actually too close to the field where I made a rookie ticket buying mistake? Not at all. Jesse, you're going to have a ball. I will only say this. My first time ever going back then, it was Ralph Wilson Stadium, up to Buffalo. My friend and I got out of the car, complete Packers regalia, completely decked out, and some older gentleman came up, walked, sauntered over to us with a beer in his hand. And I expected like, hey, welcome. You know, I know you're a Packers fan, but hope you have a good time, whatever. And this guy literally said to us, don't go in the bathroom. They'll kill you. And then he walked away. So enjoy Buffalo. I kid. No, that that, that did happen. But uh, the tailgate scene is out, outstanding. Uh, but they don't suffer fools. And they will let you hear it if the Bills get ahead and start dominating. Which, look, comparatively, the way the Bills looked week one, the way the Packers looked week one, let's hope the Packers improve greatly by the time they have to travel to Buffalo. Matt Ramage bump. Is Ramage here? What's up, Ramage? I hope Ramage is here. Or did you just retweet this or reshare it on, on Facebook? Love you, Ramage. Regardless, you're a real one, bud. Uh, hello, Mr. Nagler. What's up, TKM? Good to see you at your post. How you been, man? Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Not worried at all, Nags. Well, there you go, Darren. There's there's a good attitude. there. Why worry? Is the worry going to help? That's always the question, right? Don't really have to worry because it's not going to produce anything. All that worry, all that angst, it doesn't help. I get nervous on game day. I'll admit that. Like the day of the game, watching the game situationally, I get nervous. There's no doubt. But like leading up to the game, eh, the worrying ain't going to help nothing. Ain't going to change nothing. And ain't productive. Dave, thanks for the super chat. I've already rounded corner into optimism and ready to be hurt again. I may be a fool, but I'm expecting much better Sunday. Oh, they'll play better. They'll play much more cohesively. That's no guarantee that they'll win, of course. But they'll play better. They'll look better. That I have zero, zero doubt. Ramage, you asked a question. I see you, bud. Where are you at? Wait, I missed your question. Where's Where's your question? It's There's too many. Remember in Return of the Jedi? when the enemy fighters come in and the, the they're cutting between the pilots and one of them goes, there's too many of them. That's, that's me looking at all these questions here. Ramage. Sorry, buddy. There's just, I can't, you're just lost in the sea of questions here. Eddie, thank you for the super chat. My wife and her family are bears fans. Oh, 
boy. These weeks are always so fun, especially coming off a loss and a Bears win. Their excitement is laughable. Bears still suck. Eddie, just as long as you've got it in the proper perspective, and it sounds like you do. I really like it. Was Amos off or was he following the scheme? It's a really good question, Savage. It's impossible to say without knowing the calls. And I know I've seen some people kind of putting certain plays on Adrian, and I've seen some other people say, oh, no, he's not at fault, etc." Man, unless you're talking to Joe Barry, you know, or Jerry Gray, I really wouldn't pay attention to it. I mean, the whole secondary was off. Let's just put it that way. Everybody was at fault for something at some point, including Jair. Jair was not blemish-free in that performance. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say with any kind of certainty. Uh, is there a scenario where the secondary does not hand off coverage? Why does their best receiver run amok and not get coverage? Oh, Dennis, it's such a long answer. Um, yeah, there are scenarios. Um, certainly calls that you would expect to see a little bit more of, some more two-man. What's funny is you saw some of that early in the game, but then they seem to really go almost predominantly zone as the game wore on. Um, or at least as the first half went on, like they got back to some more man stuff in the second half, but yeah, it's, uh, it's perplexing to say the least. Steve, thanks for the super chat. Looking forward to see the Packers bounce back Sunday. There you go. There you go. Steve's there. Let's all get on Steve's level. Shall we? Uh, Trayson, he asked if Jair will follow a JJ type receiver from here on out. Going to be fascinating to watch develop, isn't it? Especially given Jair's comments in the locker room afterwards. Got to think that's a topic of conversation throughout the week. Um, I think I would suspect we will see a little more of Jair manning up on those types of guys. I mean, look, there's only one Justin Jefferson in the league, but there are certainly other premier receivers. And I suspect they'll have a better plan, whatever that might be. rather than what we saw on Sunday. Uh, I don't think it would be expressly, specifically, just stick Jair on a guy, because I don't think it'll ever be that. But I think we'll certainly see them trying to give Jair more opportunities to do so. No question about it. Uh, Mags, what's your take on man coverage in some cases? I'm I'm of the opinion they should play more man in general. Uh, I understand that Fangio's system is zone-based. I get that. But you got three really good man corners. Get up there, be physical, disrupt them, and take it to the offense on occasion. I'm not saying every down, but on some can, you know, some instances, you got to dictate. Be physical. whole thing that drove us nuts with Mike Patton was the passive coverage. And now we go and we watch that week one? Drives me insane. Absolutely insane. Is Lazard good to go or not? Uh, Callum, we don't know yet. I suspect not. Um, The fact that he didn't practice one time last week would suggest that he's not anywhere near returning. Now, maybe he shows up to practice tomorrow good to go and he's a full participant, but I'd be absolutely shocked. I would suspect if he practices at all, he'll probably be limited and that would probably be through most of the week. We'll start to see tomorrow when we get the first injury report, but I'm not holding my breath on Lazard being out there Sunday night. Um, All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough. Hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans. 
worldwide. Patreon members, carry the G members. I'll see you at happy hour uh, a little later this evening. In the meantime, like I said, hit like, hit subscribe. Thanks so much. Everybody have a great night. Go Pack Go. Thank you.